the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Thursday the 28th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewater. Marsh is out again for this morning, but I do have my first guest to join me on the phone, and uh, luckily she called me this morning, and it's a friend of the program, and she has called in before. She is one of the more impressive ladies I think I've ever had uh, the pleasure of meeting, and it's Carol Rustin joining me on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Carol? I'm fine. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, for those that weren't around the first time you joined us here on Panhandle Live, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the things you do, uh, you know, not only athletically, but around, you know, the Panhandle area. Um, well, the that I am involved in is the president of the Eastern Chapter of the Federation of the Blind. And um, also, I have uh, done volunteering uh, activities, fundraising activities. For an example, um, last year we actually, we meaning the um, Eastern Panhandle Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind, we had a fundraiser via phone um, and we raised and donated to the women's shelter $400 to help uh, displaced uh, individuals. Wow. Say, so, uh, you're always on about doing something, it seems, huh? Yes. <laughs> now, and then the last time you came in, we were talking about how you ran, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was it a 5K or a, a pretty long-distance run, and you were one of, uh, well, and you set a milestone for that too, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I actually ran a 5K um, marathon. And again, uh, for people, because you were kind of breaking up there uh, right at the beginning when you came on, uh, but for people that don't know, you are blind, correct? Correct. Right. So running 5K, I mean, it's tough for me to run a 5K, let alone uh, if I wasn't you know, able to see where I was going. So that makes it all the more impressive. And it took you a while to kind of uh, train for that and get ready for that, right? It, it took me a while only because I trained myself. I actually um, did uh, some speaking as far as having a trainer, and um, I was not actually um, fortunate to have a trainer, so I trained myself. And I also wanted to be noted that um, not only am I blind, but also I'm 73 years old, so um, it, it has been an interesting adventure for me, but um, also rewarding. 
Zay, I was going to ask you to let everybody know how old you are, but, you know, it's always a little touch and go asking people what their age is, you know. I was always told uh, always to stay a l- wary of that question. Uh, but your training has definitely kept you going, and it's gotten you to an even uh, bigger milestone, and that's with the Maryland State Olympics, right? Tell everybody uh, what you just accomplished with that. Uh, that was actually, um, I participated in that on September 4th of this year, and, of course, it's the Maryland State Olympics, and um, it actually is a pre-qualifier for me to participate in the National Senior uh, Games Olympic uh, Association, which will be held in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Ooh. on May 10th through May 23rd of 2022. Wow, so you get a trip uh, down to Florida, huh? Yes, yes, I do. Nice. So, uh, and I'm not really familiar with this either, so I'm asking this question really for me. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about the Senior Olympics and kind of what that entails? Well, the Senior Olympics actually is for anyone who's 50 years of age um, or older to participate. And um, it's actually open up to uh, anyone throughout the uh, United States. So, um, it's not only actually for Maryland, but also for other states as well. And um, we actually have to um, be uh, be able to qualify in order to participate in the uh, National Senior Games. So what was the uh, qualifying process like for uh, the Maryland State Olympics one? Was it pretty intense? Um, it was intense. So they had various um, events that one can participate in. I actually did the 5K, but there are other events as well. So for an example, there's archery, there's pickleball, there is also um, track and field. So there's soccer, basketball, so there are various activities. So tell us about your uh, 5K event. Obviously, the result uh, was the outcome that you wanted, but uh, what was it like leading up to it and during the race? Uh, uh, I tell you, that was very, that was very <laughs> interesting, to say the least, because what happened, and I'll try to, to shorten it as much as I possibly can. No, take your, we got plenty of time. Take your time. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happened is that... Um, as I said, the the um, race was actually held on September 4th. So, um, actually, the person who is my granddaughter who has been running with me, um, she sustained an injury on September 3rd. So, she couldn't run with me for the event. Oh, no. Yeah, so that left me scrambling. <laughs> so, needless to say, with that, being being mm-hmm. being done. Um, also, that same day, um, which was in the latter part of the uh, afternoon, um, it was more like five, like four o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. I got a call transportation person saying that he was unable to transport me. <laughs> son, um, who's ten years old, had COVID. Oh no! That. I didn't have anyone to run with, and I didn't have transportation. Oh, and, so how'd you get around uh, that? I, I, I was in panic mode, but yet I was in panic mode 
But at the same time, I had this calmness within me. Mm -hmm. Um, I began calling people, reaching out, trying to find out if there was anyone who can actually transport me. That was my first uh, objective was to get there. And um, I didn't have any luck with receiving any calls, uh, return calls, because, of course, that was over the Labor Day holiday. Oh, my goodness. Everything was stacking up against you. It was. And um, so uh, with the final call I made to my dearest friend, Kathy Hansen, she had just gotten back from her vacation, mm-hmm. uh, actually, in, um, I think it was in Utah. Oh, goodness. Um, Idaho. It was Idaho. Oh, wow. And That's he, a heck of a trip. Yes. And I thought, oh, I'm going to reach out to her, but more than likely, she's not going to be able to do it because she's just returning from her trip. Mm-hmm. But she told me that she would be able to transport me. Oh, wow. So, transported me there. We got there um, that morning of September 4th, but I still didn't have anyone to actually to run with me. Mm-hmm. And I very unfamiliar with the route that had to be run. And So um, did you so, have to go to somewhere for this race, or was it kind of like when you ran that 5K where it was like a virtual type of thing, you just ran the distance and then sent in your time? I, I did the run in person. I Ooh. had to be ordered to, um, to Maryland, a site in Maryland, in order to do that run. Mm-hmm. And um, so once we got there, she and I began canvassing as far as asking people whether or not there is an individual who could run with me. And, of course, there was no one available to run with me. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend said to me, Kathy, she said, Curl, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this run? And I said, we're here. I'm determined to do it. And I'm just going to follow the sounds of the footsteps. Mm-hmm. And so once once I had that determination and the race began, there was this person who came, who was running beside me and said that they were going to help me. Wow. And so this person ran with me. And this person actually had said that um, he had done a lot of, of runs before. And so this person was actually familiar with the route. With me, this was new. Mm-hmm. So we began the run. And what happened is that I outran the person who was actually there to assist me. <laughs> Look at and, you. They're trying to help you out, and then you put them in your dust. <laughs> and um, But what was really interesting, Justin, is that as I was running, I did not hear the footsteps anymore, and mm-hmm. I didn't know so. And I, I actually paused. I stopped, and I paused. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said a short prayer, and I said, I don't know what to do from this point on. And I heard this this voice that said, turn right. Oh, wow. It, it, even to this day, turn right. I turn right, 
and I picked up my pace and began running hard once again. And once I began running hard, I heard footsteps. So that told me intuitively that I was with the other runners. Hmm. So I continued to run. But what happened as I I thought I was at the finish line, because, of course, I can't see. Right. And I was at the finish line, and I stopped. And um, I heard a, the voice that said, keep running straight. Hmm. Wow. And I, I kept running straight, and the only way I knew, because, of course, the person who was supposed to run with me wasn't there. Yeah. Well, because you had you had left them behind you, what about three miles ago? <laughs> so the only way I knew I had reached the finish line is that my friend Kathy ran up to me and gave me a hug and oh. said, "Pearl, you did it! You did it!" Wow. Again, speaking with Carol Rustin, uh, one of the more inspirational people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and just hearing your story right here. I mean, all the things that uh, were starting to stack up against you there right before you went for the uh, to qualify at the Maryland State Olympics. And then, of course, when you get there and you do your recon and then you run out and then you run past your uh, guide that somebody came to help you and then uh, go figure you end up finding your way to the finish line. And it just goes to show you how uh, important, you know, having a good friend in your corner is, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Again, Carol Rustin, thank you for calling in this morning uh, and sharing your story here. Uh, Good luck down in uh, Florida for the uh, Senior Olympics. That's going to be so cool. And when you're done with that, give us a call again and give us an update, okay? Uh, Okay. Um, Justin, may I just um, say a couple of things? Yeah, absolutely. Briefly. um, And and that is that um, um, I actually came in fifth place. And with that, I'm very proud because... As I said, I trained myself, and um, my time actually was, I think, maybe a couple of seconds less than the person who came in um, fourth place. Nice. And so um, I'd like to reach out to um, all of the folks here in West Virginia because I am in need of a treadmill. All of the training I have done have been done outdoors. I've been running outdoors. Mm-hmm. I've never had the use of a treadmill. Now that winter time is approaching, I'm in need of a treadmill. So if anyone um, would like to donate a treadmill to me, I really would appreciate it. Um, the number, actually, they can text this number in order to do that. And that number is uh, area code eight zero. Three four six zero two three nine five. Once again, the number is eight zero three four six zero two three nine five. And if anyone is interested in having me actually be a motivational speaker, they can also text that number as well. And I'm just so appreciative. Justin, for you uh, giving me this opportunity to share my information. And also, I just recently have done a 5K, that being on October 16th, to actually support um, uh, survivors of cancer. So I've done six total of six 5K runs since the last time 
I've been interviewed. Absolutely. Again, Carol Rustin, thank you for calling in. And if you missed uh, any of this conversation, especially about the treadmill and stuff there at the end, uh, we'll have this up on our Facebook page and on our Spotify page, and you can find it uh, for really until the internet, I guess, goes away over on our Facebook page. So again, Carol, uh, thank you for calling in and thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspirational. And uh, if I ever see you out on a run, I'll make sure to run the other way because you'll end up beating me in a foot race anyways. (laughs) Thank you so much, Justin. I enjoyed the interview. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thanks for calling. As well, be safe. All right. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live. After the break, we're going to hear from Berkeley Springs head football coach Terry Ray as they get ready for their game tomorrow at home against Clear Spring. They're coming across the uh, river into West Virginia to Morgan Field to take on the Indians. And uh, these games are getting pretty big for Berkeley Springs here, uh, these next two games, because they got to win out uh, for a pretty good chance to make it into the playoffs. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland. Visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Before the break, we had Carol Rustin on to talk about all the amazing things uh, that she does athletically and then, of course, around the area. She's always donating, helping out with different causes, and being, I believe she said, and I hope I don't get this wrong, uh, but I believe she said she's 72 years old uh, and blind. And going out here and running 5K, she's qualifying for the Maryland State Olympics and then qualifying for the uh, whole Senior Olympics that are going to be down in Florida. Uh, it's just amazing, uh, and her story is great. So I implore you, if you will, to go back a little bit later on today and uh, listen back to that conversation again with Carol Rustin. But now I want to talk about some football because coming up tomorrow is a pretty big game for Berkeley Springs. Of course, we uh, host Berkeley Springs High School over on our sister station, 92.9 WXDC. Uh, they're coming off of a big win against East Fairmont, 56-48 to out at Fairmont at East West Stadium. But, Ber- but Clear Spring is coming into town tomorrow uh, to take on the 4-4 four and four Clear Spring or uh, Berkeley Springs Indians. Now, it's a pretty big game, not only because it's the second to last game of the season and the last home game of the season. So if you can make it out to Morgan Field, uh, I suggest you do. And of course, if not, you can always tune in over on 92.9 WXDC. But uh, they got to win out to have as good of a chance as they can to make the playoffs. Now, that Petersburg loss at the beginning of the season really is kind of stinging Berkeley Springs right now. Because if you have that uh, two-point loss, you turn that into a win, well, then Berkeley Springs, who's sitting at 19 right now in the AA state playoff rankings, would probably be a little bit higher. I'd say probably 16 or so. Uh, and then if they would win out, they definitely uh, would be in the playoffs. So these games are getting pretty big. Of course, the final game would be on the road on the uh, 5th at Moorfield. But I was able to chat with head coach Terry Ray yesterday about that win at East Fairmont. And, of course, looking forward towards tomorrow's game against Clear Spring. Joining me on the phone is Berkeley Springs High School head football coach Terry Ray. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking a little time uh, to chat with me. And before we talk about this Clear Spring game coming up this week, let's take a look back to the big win at East Fairmont last week, 46-48. to Now, you were coming off that big 71-point game uh, that you put up against Hampshire during uh, homecoming. So what was the tone at practice coming into this East Fairmont game? Was it you know keeping the energy up, keeping the positivity up to keep this wave of momentum rolling? Yes, we were, tr- we're trying to keep the energy up. We're trying to make a run towards the end of the season and give ourselves an opportunity to get in the playoffs. Now, uh, speaking of that trip to East Fairmont, 
Gavin Barkley had another great game. He put a couple more TDs onto the board, uh, onto the season total. And we're used to seeing him, you know, be mobile in the pocket. And sometimes that gets a little scary, at least from my point of view. Uh, and I think uh, he, at one point there during the East Fairmont game, I think he started at the 40, then scrambled all the way back to the opposite 40, then ran all the way back up and still threw a strike uh, for a first down. But I guess one of my questions for you is, uh, how come we don't see him using his legs, you know, downfield more? We know he can get away from a scramble. We know he's got a great arm, uh, but how come he doesn't seem to be uh, as willing to run? Uh, well, if you're paying attention to the stats, uh, we our offense, we, we do a lot of the read scheme. Mm-hmm. Gavin gives the ball to uh, Evan a lot when we're out in the field. But if you look at it, once we get inside the 10, Gavin has a knack for pulling it and scoring right. touchdowns on his feet down there. Uh, sometimes he drives us all nuts <laughs> on Friday night because there's times when he's scrambling, he could take off and gain 25 yards. Mm-hmm. But he just constantly wants to see if he can get that ball out there and get something going uh, through the air. So we, we run him as much as we can, but we, we give that read option where he can have the ability to give or pull. So, I mean, sometimes he gives to Evan a little bit more. And he should Sometimes he should be pulling. But it, he has the opportunity throughout our offensive scheme to pull the ball and run more. Now, I bring that up because Tymere Ross, I mean, he continues to make a huge impact in only, you know, two games up with varsity uh, so far this year. Uh, he added a couple more touchdowns and one, a few that were, I mean, instant highlight catches. Uh, I think it was right at the end of the first half. Uh, he pretty much jumped over three East Fairmont defenders and then walked uh, into the end zone. So how big of an impact is he continuing to make? And does that kind of free things up for Gavin to run a little bit more because uh, you add on Tymere Ross to, you know, Gavin Young and Sean Lord and the rest of them that can kind of ease things up across the board? Yes, it does. Uh, time year is has been key coming back. Uh, the catch he made it right before half, 73-yard touchdown over mm. three guys, is pretty amazing. So, And then he had the key interception to help us out defensively late in the game that ended up giving us the two points, uh, the two TD lead that, that they couldn't really overcome. Uh, time year opens up a bunch of stuff. Uh, like I said, Dave Michael, our offense coordinator, and Gavin move the ball around and try to get everybody the ball. So it's, it's difficult as a defense to – uh, defend our offense sometimes, if you ask me. I know me personally, I would have fits trying to figure out how to stop our offense. Well, goodness, me too. And I think I've said this at length uh, on the broadcast during the games. There's so many different uh, points to the spear that is, you know, Berkeley Springs, the offense that you guys run. You got Gavin that can throw it, you know, a country mile. You got Evan Thompson that'll run, you know, right through you. And then add on Tymere Ross that can, you know, make all kinds of plays happen with his legs. And I think that's what makes you guys so tough, especially now that you're rolling coming into the end of the season. Yes, sir. Our offense is clicking right now. Hopefully we keep it going. We just got to get the defense on the same page, and I think we'll be okay. So let's take a look towards this week. You got Clear Spring coming uh, into Morgan Field. Clear Spring comes in at 1-7 and seven on the year. So what's the game plan for the Blazers that are coming across the river into Maryland? Or, uh, uh, coming across the river from Maryland into West Virginia. <laughs> uh, Clear Spring runs a wing T-style offense, uh, so we're going to get a dose of that. We've seen it a good bit this year between Frankfurt and Kaiser. Uh, Oak Glenn ran a little bit of a version of it as well. Uh, they're a tough team. Uh, the record doesn't reflect uh, their ability to play football. Um, they've had a tough schedule this year. New head coach breaking in a new system out there. But my understanding, I'm new to this rivalry because Clear Spring and, uh, and Berkeley Springs have played a good bit, and I guess it's always a tough game, and it's a, uh, a slobber knocker. That's what they call it out here. <laughs> a slobber knocker. I'll, I'll have to save that one for uh, the broadcast on Friday. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is as close to a, uh, you know, 
crosstown rivalry as it gets for Berkeley Springs, really. I mean, with them just being, I guess Hancock would be a little bit closer, but with them just being yeah. uh, around the other side of the river. And it is always good games. Now, I grew up down in Hagerstown, and I do always remember hearing about the Berkeley Springs and Clear Spring games uh, once a year. But again, speaking with Coach Terry Ray from Berkeley Springs, thanks for taking a little bit of time to chat with me, talk about last week's win against Fairmont. Again, 56-48. Oh, and were you able to get any uh, pepperoni rolls or anything while you were uh, out there in Fairmont on your way back? Yes, I did, and I also got myself some murals spaghetti, oh. so I'm in good shape. And we stopped at Cala Cessna's right before uh, the game and got some uh, Giovanni's and things like that, some peppers, and got some pepperoni rolls, yeah. but I was really wanting to get some of that spaghetti sauce, too, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time to chat with me, Coach, and good luck this Friday. We'll see you at Morgan Field. I'll see you on Friday. That was head coach Terry Rabe from uh, Berkeley Springs, the 4-4 four and four Berkeley Springs Indians. Of course, uh, they beat East Fairmont on the road last week, 56-48. to 48. They have Clear Spring coming into Morgan Field this week. It's a big game. These next two games are really big for the Indians. Of course, you've got to just win out uh, to give yourself the best possible chance of making it into the playoffs. They're going into this week at uh, number 19 in the 2A state playoff ranking. So, like I said, if you can't make it out to the game, at Morgan Field tonight or tomorrow night, you can always tune in over on 92.9 WXDC or for free on the 92.9 WXDC app. And after the break, uh, we're going to have a friend of mine on the show. It's going to be uh, head coach David Stone from the South Hagerstown High School Rebels Boys Soccer Team, who uh, last time we talked to him, we're getting ready to take on uh, rivals North Hagerstown in the county championship. We'll get an update on that and uh, a little bit more exciting news from them. It's all right here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Swing West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. If you missed any of the show so far, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page or on our Spotify page. Also got to shout out Daily Grind, the official coffee sponsor of Panhandle Live. I just finished uh, my first giant latte of the day. I'm sure I will be getting another one here directly because you just can never have enough coffee, especially when it's as good as the coffee you get from Daily Grind, the official coffee sponsor of Panhandle Live. But joining me on the phone now is head coach David Stone from the South Hagerstown High School varsity boys soccer team. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining me this morning. And before we start talking about the big news last night, let's give everybody a little recap uh, about what happened in the county championship sure hey good morning Thanks oh yeah good morning me. by the way kind of just went right into that <laughs> didn't i no no worries uh yeah so last week um we played north hagerstown in the uh, county championship that we spoke about um you know when you interviewed me about a week and a half ago so mm-hmm. we played them last thursday to a zero zero tie but uh based on goal differential across the entire season basically we beat the other teams in the county by more than they did so we were ended up being crowned to the county championship County Championship, which was the uh, first time in school history. Absolutely. Congratulations. I was uh, watching the stream at the house, uh, and I was fired up. Actually, I had got a text from a neighbor saying, uh, if asking if I was all right, because I was screaming and yelling uh, at a really? soccer game. <laughs> I was screaming and yelling uh, at the end of it. But uh, since you won that county game, that kind of gave you a little boost going in uh, to the first round of playoffs, which was last night, again, against North High. So talk, talk to us about that one a little bit. Correct. So with that result we got last week, we were able to um, secure some home field advantage for the playoffs, which meant we were, um, you know, one seed above as the number four versus North, which was the number five with eight teams in our region. 
So uh, we were able to play at home. North High has a uh, artificial turf field, which mm-hmm. team doesn't um, play on very often. So and, that, we and that's got to be tough playing on that too, right? Especially coming from, I mean, your guys play on grass all the time. So it is a pretty tough transition, especially for soccer, right? Yes, for football and other and lacrosse and other sports, you know, it's really just a great turf is a great mm-hmm. surface to to play on. Uh, it doesn't really affect you know the way the ball bounces or anything like that. But for soccer, it's much smoother. There's it's much faster. The game is quicker mm-hmm. um, on turf than it is on grass, which you know my boys just aren't as used to. Right. But for our grass home field, South Hagerstown has probably one of the best um, grass, real grass fields you know in the area. Mm-hmm. So it's been kept up pretty nicely, especially here late in October. And um, I think we really had some home field advantage last night. We were able to dictate play a lot more than we were last week. Yeah, that would have been one of my only, uh, I guess, uh, comments about, uh, negative comments, I guess, about your county game last week was that you had zero possession, it felt like. I mean, you uh, had great defense, which helped. And your goalie, who's going to uh, Marshall, he committed to Marshall, uh, the reigning national champions in D1 soccer. Uh, That helps having him back there, so you don't necessarily have to have a ton of possession, but it helps to have a little bit of possession, right? Correct. I mean, our style is more of a, you know, counterattack anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yes, you do want, you know, you don't want to be sitting back and being pinned back all the time. Um, but, like I, but yeah, like you were saying, it was that was a struggle. We changed a couple of things last night to help dictate play. Um, and I think, yeah, we were successful. And you ended up getting a one nothing win over North Hagerstown thanks to uh, the Kevin Diaz goal in the second half. So, congratulations. I think that's, what, the first South High playoff soccer win since, what, 2000 uh, something like that 2002 since 2002 which was before you and i were both at the school mm-hmm. um one of our assistant coaches was actually a sophomore at the time and part of that team um a half um, and a lot of the um, boys on the team reminded me that they were not even alive the last time <laughs> a uh a, a team had uh, we had we had one playoff game for south hagerstown since most of them were 14 or 15 years old so it was a very big moment that goal scored by kevin diaz who is a player for the MLS Next uh, organization in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, He's on a very high trajectory track with a high ceiling, in my opinion, as a freshman, um, scoring with six minutes left in the game. So it was essentially a walk-off win, walk-off goal. That's awesome. Again, speaking uh, with Coach David Stone, head coach for the South Hagerstown uh, High School Varsity Boys soccer team who won uh, their county championship uh, two weeks ago and then uh, or last week and then yesterday uh, took home their first playoff win since 2002 for South High with a 1-0 win over North Hagerstown. Now with that win, you go advance into the next round of the playoffs, but you're kind of running into a little bit of a buzzsaw there going down to Frederick to take on the number one ranked Tuscarora uh, Titans. Is that what they're Tuscarora yeah. Titans? Um, so, what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking going into this Tuscarora matchup? So, we played them earlier in the season. They beat. They, uh, we held them zero zero to halftime, and then they ended up scoring three times in the second half. Uh, we played them at a at a tough time in the middle of the season after we had had three or four back to back to back games. So, I think we were a little tired as we got into the second half. Um, as we get into that game, it has already been moved to Saturday because of the torrential rain we're expecting mm-hmm. on Friday. So. With it being moved to Saturday, it will be on turf, which you know they are looking forward to. Um, it'll be they'll play quick. They have only had three goals scored on them all season long. Oh goodness! Um, so our goal is to um, like you know we actually play a decent style to um, against them with a counterattacking style that we have: sit in, defend, and then let our talented players hopefully get in behind their defense when they get anxious and try to get too many players forward. Um, that would be. Um, you know, the goal for our team, holding them to a 0-0 or a 1-1 game and um, hoping we can get through in overtime. 
Well, again, Coach David Stone, head coach for the South Hagerstown High School varsity boys soccer team who took their uh, playoff, their first playoff game, well, their first playoff win in a couple of years over at South Hagerstown last night with the <laughs> 1-0 win over North Hagerstown. Dave, congratulations on the success so far, and keep it going uh, towards Tuscarora here on uh, Saturday. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind from when we were in school. I would have never expected, you know, that I'd be coaching a playoff win in a 3A division in Maryland. It was just, it was unbelievable. Very well, proud of the boys. Well, since we were in school, I can't, uh, I can't imagine ever being as excited watching a high school soccer stream at, uh, you know, a wing night as I was last night. Get people uh, giving us looks of oh, screaming true. and yelling. <laughs> well, anyways, again. Absolutely. Again, Coach David Stone from South Hagerstown High School Varsity Boys Soccer. Thanks for calling in. If you missed any of this conversation, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. Thanks again, Dave. Oh, and he hung up on me early. Well, that makes that easier for me. Uh, And make sure you stick around. Coming up here after the break, we're talking with the folks from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page or on our Spotify page. But joining me on the phone are Dale and Jason from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. How are you all doing today? Doing great. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, a little cold today. I feel like today was the first day it really felt like fall this morning. I walked outside, had the jacket and stuff on, could see my breath out in the air, and it made me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I kind of like it. It was my first morning to wear a jacket, though. I kind of I like that brisk, cool feeling, though. See, I don't yeah, mind. It's, Go ahead. It's already in October, almost November, and we're talking about this. Usually it's a lot sooner. That's so true. So we should be okay with it. That's true, and I mean, I don't mind the, the crisp morning, especially when it's uh, you know gets nice during the day, but all that means to me is that snow is right around the corner, and that is my most dreaded part of every year when it gets that cold. I don't mind the snow. I kind of like it. Uh, well, I'm glad at least I'm glad at least y'all do because I can't stand it. I stay inside uh, as much as possible. But speaking of the weather changing, now that uh, you know, like I was saying, I feel like now it's officially gotten you know normal cold outside. What should we be doing for you know maintenance and uh, preventative maintenance for our heating and air going into the winter season? Definitely give us a call. Um, we have, we actually have a special on our website. It's called System Check. So it's not a full maintenance, but it's only $69.99. And uh, if uh, it does need further repairs, we have another coupon on there, $50 off the service repair. So, But I would at least have us come out and do that system check, make sure just to look over it and see if it does need anything for you know to get ready for winter. And uh, it could be a good deal to sign up for our comfort club. That's our maintenance program where we come out twice a year and take care of it. But... I would definitely uh, have after this long summer. You know, cold weather just just started to arrive, so need to check it out because it's going to go from like a little cold to real cold. I have a feeling here soon. Now, what can somebody do at their house to uh, maybe if they're just uh, you know back on their lunch break or just getting back from work or something, and they want to make sure they haven't turned their heat on yet at all, they haven't got their heat pump going or anything yet. Uh, can what can somebody do just to kind of give it an eyeball to make sure everything should be running all right uh, before you know something crazy happens in December when it's minus you know twenty outside? Yeah. So turn you know 
first check your air filter, number one. That's always the number that, one thing, right? That's number one. Check that air filter. You can turn the system on. If it's a heat pump, the outside unit's going to run. Make sure it's clean, clear of debris. Uh, you know, it's clean. To get the coils and clean, really, you probably have to get somebody like us to come out mm-hmm. and wash it for you. It needs to kind of come apart. But uh, make sure it's not rattling, making some, you know, irregular noises. And, uh, you know, is it, is it, is it throwing out heat, heat. really. You know, <laughs> and when in uh, doubt, just give you guys a call, right? Yeah, but the big thing is with heat pumps, it could be running and you are not know, you don't know how efficiently it's running. It yeah. cause your electric bill to go up. Oh, so, yeah. Say, this is, you get a little false sense of security there in the beginning, and then we get people call and say, oh, we had a $600 electric bill, oof. and we find out there was a problem. So it would have been a lot cheaper to pay us a little bit of money just to get it going than pay that $600 electric bill. Well, I think I told you guys uh, during the summer when we talked once, this is my first like full year of living with central air and whatnot, heating and air. And uh, this summer was amazing, not having to worry about uh, having any window units and things like that, especially with my electric bill going through the roof, having a bunch of window units going all the time. Uh, But this winter, uh, I can't wait to actually have a place that will keep heat in because of my old place. It was literally a brick wall and then plaster on the inside, and that was it. I had no insulation uh, at all, so I finally get to keep a little, uh, retain a little heat. But for people that, you know, are maybe in a situation where their house or the room that they're in doesn't you know retain any of that heat what are some ways if you got any this is kind of a random question uh to you know keep some of that heat in so you're not you know blowing your heat bill through the roof that's a good question and one thing is is is, yeah you need to make sure heat works but just what you did put insulation in and seal the any cracks or crevices around the foundation windows um make sure they have window strappings around the doors um things like that just to make sure there's no air getting into your house Mm -hmm. So we're leaving it in this case because you want to keep the heat that's inside of it done. Attic attic hatches are a big one. Yeah. A lot of air escapes up through the attic hatch. Some people don't even have insulation on top of that attic hatch. But uh, air air movement is your biggest uh, concern. You know, if you've got cracks where air can, you can feel air, cold air, when it's really cold and windy, go around all the different parts of the exterior of the house and see if you can feel that cold air moving because what it's doing is just transferring the heat right outside. Hot goes to cold. Again, speaking with Dale and Jason from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air, and I lived in a house with a couple buddies of mine after college, and it was just this old farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere, right? And it was just a wind tunnel, basically, in the wintertime. Man, and in the wintertime, we had a heat stove, which was our like only source of heat, and we'd have to pin uh, blankets up on the doorways (laughs) to keep everything in. We'd all be huddled in this one room. Man, it's brutal when you got that draft going through. Yeah, it is. so I did want to bring up one thing. We do have a, something interesting, a special, and it's on our website, and we've actually had mailers go out about it, but it's a $1,000 buyback program. So what that means is if somebody, it doesn't matter if it's a customer of ours or somebody new, but and they could have spent uh, up to $1,000 with any heating and air conditioning company on a service plan, and if they spent that money and they kind of have buyer's remorse, wish they hadn't put all that old all that money into that old system, mm-hmm. we're willing to credit them back that amount of money on a new system. Wow, well, that's a pretty good deal. So it's um, check it out on our website. Yep. If they call in, Dale will definitely help them out with that. Yep. Um, so great, great little incentive there that uh, we've got going on. And the best way to, to get in touch with us and, and look at find out all the specials is go to our website at J and J comfort.com 
And I was over uh, on your Facebook page looking around because I always like to see uh, what dog pictures you're putting up there. And your pet of the week uh, is Colt. Now, Colt looks almost identical to my dog. just a different color. So when I looked at that this morning, I kind of had to look twice. But this is the cutest picture uh, of this dog. Can you tell us a little bit about the three- to four-year-old Colt? Go ahead. Yeah, he's, so he's 75 pounds. He's been around, like I said, three or four years. But he's, he sounds like he's treat motivated. Well, this time of year, that's, that's you know, we all are. But he, he <laughs> definitely likes his treats. So he looks very friendly, gets along with everybody. He's a very quick learner and looks like he'd be a great companion for somebody in need of a new dog. Then he's got a little sombrero on. Looks like he's ready to party a little bit there. What yeah, a cute picture. Does. Looks like yeah. he's ready to go. He looks like he wants a treat right there in the picture. Yeah, he does. Oh, well, so do I, for that matter, too. I didn't get any big <laughs> breakfast in. Uh, you're talking about being treat motivated. I think that's how I get through the day anymore. But, uh, again, Dale and Jason from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air, thanks for calling in and chatting a little bit this morning. Uh, and one more time, can you remind everybody where they can get in touch with you guys? The best way to get in touch with us is our website at jandjcomfort.com. Perfect. Against Dale and Jason from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air, thanks for calling in today, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Always love talking with Dale and Jason from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air because, like I was saying, this is my first uh, you know full year with Central Air. I mean, I've always lived in old houses and stuff, which uh, is a great thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to not have to worry about that draft coming through. Not have to worry about you know the window units. Man, the summer bills. Electric bills, having window units going are pretty tough. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And even in the winter, like I was saying uh, there, once uh, one winter with me and my buddies, we were all living in a house after school or after college was done. And uh, it was this old, old farmhouse that my buddy actually grew up in. And we, you know, were in there one winter and it was so cold. We had this wood stove blasted and it was still so cold. So we put big, heavy blankets up over each of the doorways into the living room. And there was so much of a draft that the blankets were like pulling through the door or the the openings, like the doorways and stuff. Like the air was pushing it, uh, the blanket through. It was incredible. It was one of the coldest, definitely one of the coldest winters I think uh, uh, I've ever gone through. But hey, it's stories to uh, talk around with your buddies every once in a while, right? But if you missed any of the show so far, speaking of a great story, at the beginning of the show, we had Carol Rustin on to... Uh, talk to us about all the amazing things that she is doing. I mean, her athletic ability being, uh, I believe, 72. I think I keep getting that wrong. Hopefully I'm uh, low on the age guess there. Uh, But she's 72 years old. She's blind. She's out there. She's winning 5K. She's qualifying at the Maryland State Olympics and qualifying for the Senior Olympics. Uh, It's a man she's looking for. uh, She's always, you know, helping out with different organizations around the area. And she's looking for a treadmill. Yeah, 72 years old, blind. She's going for the. Uh, she's going to the Senior Olympics, and she uh, doesn't want to be running outside in the cold this winter. Which do you blame her? I definitely don't blame her. So she's looking for a treadmill. If you missed any of that info, uh, you can listen back to it uh, at the beginning of the show. Then we uh, heard from uh, head coach Terry Ray from Berkeley Springs football to uh, talk about their game against Clear Spring to- uh, tomorrow at Morgan Field, which these games are getting pretty important because all of them have playoff implications at this point. And finally. Well, and we heard from uh, head coach David Stone uh, from the boys varsity soccer team at South Hagerstown High School where they won their first playoff game since 2002 last night over rivals North Hagerstown 1-0. And they'll be heading down to Frederick, Maryland to take on Tuscarora, the number one ranked Tuscarora in 3A uh, Maryland soccer, which that'll be a pretty tough task, but I think they'll be up to it. And finally, you just heard from Johnson and Johnson Heating and Air from Dale and Jason from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air talking about uh, preventative maintenance going into the wintertime with your 
your heating and air conditioning and, uh, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And, of course, their uh, pet of the week that's up for adoption, which is Colt. And he is a sweetheart. Make sure you go over to their uh, Facebook page to check that out. Go over to our Facebook page to check out anything you missed today. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us on this uh, Thursday morning. Chilly Thursday morning, right before this big old rainstorm is going to hit. So stay dry tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Get him Jordan Ice Warner. You can listen back to this uh, show a little bit later on today on our Painted the Live Facebook page or over on our Spotify page. Have a great one, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. CST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.